Hello and welcome back to United United. It's match day 36 of the Premier League and the rest that we're covering. And it's also episode 50, half a century. Uh, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, Dave, hello. Dave is with me. You all right? Yeah, I am, Jim. I'm just going to raise my bat to the crowd for that uh, half century that we've not knocked up there. Very well, very well played for us. Yep. Round of applause there. Yeah, rightly so. Um, I would say if you haven't got a bat at home, raise a glass to us because, you know, or raise a glass to yourselves as well because 50 episodes is pretty mad. Um, I didn't really expect this at the start of the season. Did you, Dave? We didn't count up how many games this was going to be, did we? I don't think we expected West Ham to get to the semi-finals of the uh, <laughs> Europa. That's what's probably tipped us over the edge. Uh, but yeah, any, any listeners that have listened to all 50, congratulations. That is a uh, Herculean effort. I think, I think that's probably me and you, Dave. So uh, <laughs> we've done pretty I well. I haven't, listen, I haven't listened to all of them, Jeff. <laughs> I can't say I have either. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um... Let's get let's get cracking. Let's go into yeah. it. And um, you yeah. you mentioned the semi final. Yeah. Uh, big. It was a big. Well, it wasn't a big. It was a massive, humongous game for uh, West Ham away at Frankfurt. Second leg, Dave. You were two one down in the first leg. Yeah. Taking it over to Germany. Um, how'd you get on? Well, Jem, as I said, all the in the last podcast, everything was pointing to a West Ham win. You know, um, we. Uh, 46 years ago, this same tie, mm. second leg, after a 2-1 deficit in the first leg, we won 3-1. So we were looking for a 3-1 victory, Gem. Lost 1-0. <laughs> yeah. Lost 1-0. And, you know, what, what I like about West Ham is they're a learning team. Okay, Gem? You know, they're a learning team. A uh, couple of, well, the last in the last round, first leg, Cresswell gets isolated one-on-one. Pulls his man back, gets sent off. So, you know, we learn from that, Jim. We don't allow our men to get isolated. Yep. Um, yes. So this this game, Questwell gets isolated. Last man, pulls him back, sent off. After 20 minutes, Jim, and that's it. Game Game's done. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, we need to get a goal back and we're playing with 10 men. We actually played, I thought, quite well in the first yeah. 20 not too bad. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, we valiantly played to try and score. And actually, Jim, I think we were, there was a couple of scrambled moments where we could have scored and that could have at least, well, that we needed two goals, didn't we? Because we were one, two, one down from the first leg and then one nil down in the second leg. So we needed mm. two goals. So that could yeah, have yep. just created a bit of, a bit of panic in the Frankfurt team, but it, it wasn't to be Jim. I've got to say the Frankfurt um, crowd were, Incredible. I mean, that's European level supporting, particularly the sign they unveiled at the start of the game, which great big banner that stretched across the entire um, entire end of the, of the ground that said, I'm forever throwing bottles, pretty bottles in the air, which we didn't find amusing, Jim. Uh, and if we sum up the game, Jim, if we look at it, we had a player sent off. We lost 1-0. We were knocked out of the cup. The manager <laughs> volleys the ball at a ball boy. He gets sent off for that. The assistant manager gets booked in the fracas that happens afterwards. And our captain is caught on video accusing the ref of match fixing, Jim. Oh. <laughs> what a night. 
Well, I mean, if we're going to go out, what a spectacular way to go out, Jim. I mean, uh, we've broken every rule in the book. I mean, you're right. You went out in the West Ham way. West Ham fashion. <laughs> it was brilliant to see. I mean, the ball boy thing. Boy, ball boy, ball girl, whatever it was. Mm. Ball it ball was ball deserved. Team. It was deserved, Dave. <laughs> Moyes had every right to volley that ball towards him or her. Because the way that they disrespected that legendary manager was a disgrace. And I loved his little bit of witty banter after, you know. Mm. They they threw at me short. It was set up perfectly, me, perfectly for me to uh, volley at home. So that's exactly what he did. And he needed some fun in the night, didn't he? Um, so that, that should have counted as a goal, really, Dave. Put it, put it back to 1-1. And the, and the Declan Rice thing, I mean... Just perfect. How much have you been paid, ref? Um, absolutely fantastic, Dave. Yeah. But um, you know he's he's been he's been a bit angry recently, hasn't he? With Declan Rice. He started yeah. on Enketia asking uh, asking him who he is. You know, we did we did find out that he does know him. I uh, played with him when he was nine years old. <laughs> but then this day, this has got me worried. Um, this this these comments after the the semi final because. Mm. I can now imagine UEFA banning Declan Rice for Man United's first three Europa League games next season. So, uh, yeah, not not clever from Declan, but um, he'll, he'll learn, like you said. West Ham are a learning team. They've got players who learn. So, yeah. Uh, but, but, but all in all, Dave, I am disappointed for your, for your club and yeah. your fans. Yeah, the double is over, Jem, but we are still on for the single. Well, in fact, we've completed the single, the Bet Wake Up. We have completed that this season. Completed, Jim. And just on, you you are factually incorrect when you talked about, you know, Declan Rice um, being suspended for Man United's first three games of the Europa. You are actually incorrect, Jim. I don't like the way you're making assumptions there, Jim. Okay. It's the first three games of the conference he'll be suspended for. <laughs> well, we'll get on to that, but yes, you, you, will. you, you could be right. <laughs> um, so... I know the referee, Jesus Gil or Hill uh, Manzano, has come in for a lot of stick for his refereeing of this game, Jem. And I know passions run high, um, Jem, in football. But, you know, accusations of bribery and corruption at Frankfurt's home ground, the Deutsche Bank Park. Far-fetched, aren't they? Uh, yeah. You know, wh- where's, where's any accusations of money at the Deutsche Bank Park? <laughs> So I'm sure it's all fine, Jim. Well, in 20 years' time, there'll be an investigation, and you'll get your Europa League trophy. <laughs> we'll get our Europa League runners-up medal. So actually, one one thing I do want to mention is I saw yeah. after the after the game, a few of the Frankfurt fans ran onto the pitch, didn't they? And uh, just a few, like just all a few. And uh, well, obviously that that angered me, Dave. Obviously because. Mm. We don't like pitch invaders. Is there a prison big enough in Germany to put all of them in? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Dave. What I mm. saw mm. in one of the videos that went viral uh, mm. disgusted me, really. Um, and you know you know, I've had it to the top of my head with pitch invaders. But this was just as bad. And yeah, this guy runs onto the pitch and he confronts Mikel Antonio. I knew this was coming. Go on. And, you know, he's giving it, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? And all this. 
Mm. And uh, <laughs> Antonio looks straight down the camera and says, my money is good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My money is good, though. Come on, Mikhail. We know you're this diva. You're this Disney princess who jets off around the world in his private jet. But come on, let's not bring money into this, Mikel Antonio. You all know that you're overpaid anyway. Uh, I mean, that was enough for a prison sentence for me, Dave. <laughs> Bragging about his money when this Frankfurt fan is just happy that his team have made it to the final. So, you know, never any doubt from Mikel Antonio, Dave. Never any doubt from him. That's the type of character he is. Jem, do not disrespect our goal-scoring centre-forward. Uh, he scored, the last time he scored in the league was uh, uh, on uh, the 1st of January. But he's led the line, Jem. He's led the line through thick and thin, mostly thin. Uh, and he's done a great job, Jem. And look, he's just telling the Frankfurt player, or the Frankfurt fan, that uh, that he's good. His money's good. Uh, I'm not having any disrespect. And Jem, what I am going to say, though, on a serious point, I thought you were going to actually praise us because there was one West Ham player who did cover himself in honour and glory, and that was Soufal. Um, I don't know if you saw, but the West Ham players, I think, had basically were ushered off the pitch when the fans came on. But Soufal, he didn't care. He just went down to the West Ham fans and gave them a, gave them a round of applause for their support. And I don't think the Frankfurt fans would dare go near him, basically. No. I just don't think they would. They would they wouldn't risk it. No. He'd take them all on. He'd take them all on if need be. Um, he wasn't going to let 10,000 Frankfurt fans intimidate him. No. So, I th- you know what? No one would mess with him, would they? So, no, none of those Frankfurt fans would mess with him. So fair play to him, actually, Dave. Fair yep. play to him. So, Jen, that was it. We're out of the cup. It's been a great run, a great season. I know other teams might uh, smile at us for saying, is that it? That's your big cup run, is it? semi-finals of the Europa but Jem take it from me as a die-hard West Ham fan that was um, that was a good good season that was a good season yep it was fun um, while it lasted and, and you know yeah. what it could still it, still it could still get better Dave yep you know a couple of games left to to get a European spot next season so yeah, we'll get, see which get, competition that's in yeah to get a Europa League spot maybe or yeah. no, no spot at all Jem that's the other little conundrum which we'll come on to <laughs> Um, we should probably do a couple of other European games quickly. Uh, we yep. were supporting, well, you particularly, but me too. We, we were supporting the Yellow Submarine, Villarreal. Yep. 2-0 two, two down after the first leg mm. at the um, stadium Ceramica or Theramica. Yep. Um, and we were hoping, Jen, weren't we, in the last podcast, that if Villarreal could maybe get one goal, one early goal, maybe mm. get a second early goal, and then cause Liverpool some problems. And what happened, Jem? Well, I think, first of all, Dave, we should be hired by Sky Sports or BT Sports as pundits because we predicted this. Uh, it was no coincidence that we predicted an early goal for Villarreal yeah. and then them to get a second goal just before half-time. Yeah. They went into the break 2-0 up on the night, 2-2 mm. on aggregate. And, yep. you know, we predicted that live on the podcast, Dave. We so, did. you know, if people want to go back to episode 49 mm. uh, and 12 minutes and 11 seconds in, I'm just making the time up, by the way, just to try and prove the point. But, you know, you'll hear me and Dave uh, predict this scoreline. So you could call us wizards, mm. um, but I don't want to spoke, speak about Graham Potter at the minute. It's a bit yeah. of a touchy subject. So, um, anyway, it hadn't, 
It had nothing to do with any radio commentary we were hearing in the background, did it? Uh, nothing, no. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how people could even you know, suggest that, Dave, to be honest. I think we're some kind of cheats, some mugs. That's not what we are. Um, anyway. But yeah, we, we, we got to the second half, Dave, 2-2 two, yeah. two on aggregate, and we bottled it. I mean, we didn't bottle it. The goalkeeper, Rui, or Rully, whatever his name is, had an absolute shocker second half. Mm. I don't know. I mean, we talk about match fixing. That <laughs> looks like clear match fixing. The guy runs 50 yards out of his box to try and clear a ball, then just completely leaves it and allows Liverpool to score. Mm. The other two goals go straight through his arms and legs. Um, and this is the same goalkeeper that knocked Man United out of the Europa League the season before. And he, he had an absolute stormer of a game. So he's either a Liverpool fan or he's been paid a lot of money. Uh, and we ended up losing 3-2 three, three, on the night, Dave. So it was 5-2 on aggregate. It made this mm. you know, comeback look like nothing. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that means Liverpool through to the final. And that is not nice to say. <laughs> well, Jim, as we just said, the match-fixing accusations will... Uh, will... Will be uh, will come to light in twenty years' time, Jem. So we're looking at twenty forty two. Put it in your diary, folks, and wait for that big story. Those big stories to break. While we're on the subject of um, Champions League, Jem, the other game that caught our eye, the Real Madrid versus um, City game. Yeah. Uh, anyone that saw this game, or anyone that didn't see this game, you will know if you don't know what happened. Um, City were two goals ahead, effectively. One nil up on aggregate uh, on the night. Um, five, five, no, three. five, three on aggregate. Yeah. yeah. As we entered the 90th minute, uh, in the 90th minute, in fact, and um, Real Madrid scored two goals, two goals in two minutes, get it back to five all, and then first five minutes of extra time. Uh, penalty. I think did Benzema win the penalty and then score the penalty? Um, and C- City had no answer. And you know what, Jem? This is City's biggest disappointment in their 14 year history. <laughs> I would say so because I would say this was an even bigger chance to win it than it was against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, this is what I message, in the words of Jose Mourinho. This is what happens when you've got no history. You've got no players to fall back on because they're all oil signings. That's what I call them, oil signings, Dave. Um, there was no one to, to save them, Dave, apart from if we go back to the African Cup of Nations. Mm. We go back to a game where uh, the referee ended it in the 85th minute. Yep. Well, that's who they needed, Dave. They needed that referee to end <laughs> that game in the 85th minute. And that would have saved City and put them into the final against Liverpool. So, do you think a team that wears pajama tops for football kit deserve to go through to the Champions League final? I definitely don't, Dave. Mm. No. Well, um, I think we're, we're in agreement there, aren't we? Uh, but, I mean, but, all, all, all we can say now is we, you know, we're behind Real Madrid. We're, we're behind them. We are real, real Madrid supporters. We are real, real Madrid supporters. And Jem. Um, the other thing I want to say, there was a, there was some time wasting. There was some time wasting across some of these uh, games, these Champions League games, and we've seen time wasting 
from Arsenal in particular, who've now got it down to a fine art. And Jem, I just want to talk about a potential rule change, actually. I want to introduce oh, yes. this, this idea. Yep. Now, if you look at certain other sports, certain other sports that get this whole thing about time-wasting right, I'm thinking of, um, let's just say, I don't know, a Paralympic sport, Jem. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, with it, wheelchair rugby. Oh, yeah. I've heard of the one. Heard of that? Has, yeah. a, stop, has a stop clock. Yeah. So as soon as the ball, as soon as a uh, try scored or as soon as the ball goes dead, the clock stopped. Yep, great, so, great way. Great way to do it, Jem. It produces high-intensity play all the time. Yep. So um, I'm going to suggest that um, we introduce a stop clock into football. Mm. Um, set it at 60 minutes. Um, now, listeners, I'm, just to let you know, you heard it here second because this was actually suggested on the BBC website first. Um, I think it was Mark Clattenberg, wasn't it? Was it? Ex-referee. Oh, so... Useful for something, Jem, coming up with these kinds of ideas. I like this idea, Jem. There's been a lot of analysis. Games don't tend to last more than about 57 or 58 minutes of, of actual playing time. So if we set it to 60 minutes, the fans get their money's worth and we stop all of this histrionics, all of this going down, feigning head injuries, all of this hair pulling. Yep. We stop it all. Yep. Well, we don't stop it all. It just means that the, the, the time's not wasted anymore. I, I agree completely, Dale. I think it's a great idea. Um, well done to you and Mark. Um, I think this the, the time has come for it, Dave. Mm. You know, we see all these stats when Atletico Madrid play in the Champions League. The ball was only in for 25 minutes or whatever. Mm. Um, I think it's a great idea because we can't be wasting 60 minutes of football with the ball being out of play. And, you know, we're getting four minutes of stoppage time. That's not right. No. So I think it's a great idea. I think this is a rule I would get on board with. Mm-hmm. Um, it stop all this, all this rubbish, all this falling around, rolling on the floor, mm. subs in the last minute to try and, you know, waste more time. I think I think it's I think it's obvious, Dave. It's got to happen. It's got to. And I think if we bring in a, a rugby rule as well, where you know, in that when the clock goes red, the, the game doesn't end. It, it ends when the ball next goes out. Yes. Because yeah. imagine the scramble then for one team to just be trying to <laughs> kick the ball out. And we have the same rule in rugby. A, a defensive foul doesn't stop the game. Yeah. So they can hack down the uh, team trying to draw level or win. Um, yeah, we'll have to, there needs a bit of, think, of thinking through, but I think we could bring a whole new dimension. Of course, the TV channels won't like it because they'll never know when a game's actually going to end. <laughs> but uh, hey, when, when do we ever worry about what the TV channels think? Apart from, no. all, the time, apart from all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I, guess, I guess that's both. That's well, that's the semi-finals covered in the yeah. uh, Champions League. So, shall we go to the Premier League? Yeah, let's. let's, let's yeah, let's do it. And I think um, we also probably. Where are we going to go, Jim? Jump into your team. Well, yeah, why not? But yeah, let's let's do it. A bit of entertainment, a bit of fun. Let's have a laugh. So um, I remember last week, Jim, you you beat Brentford three 0 Yep, prime Barcelona. You were back. You were heading for a guaranteed Europa spot if you carried on winning your games. So what could stop you? You were only away to Brighton. Exactly. Lowly, lowly Brighton. Yep. Uh, I don't think they've won at home since Christmas, something like that. I don't know. Scored, Some silly stuff. Scored something like 12 goals at home before you played at them. Played, <laughs> played them. Brilliant. Just be- even better to know. Yeah. So, uh, well, it certainly brightened up my weekend, Dave. <laughs> it brightened up mine. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm, I'm not saying that as a joke either, because this was hilarious. I didn't even see this game, I have to admit. And I'm not bothered about admitting anymore, because there is nothing worse than spending my evening watching Man United play football at the minute. So I didn't watch it, didn't care. Score notifications on, as I always do. And I think it was, you know, 1-0 at half-time or whatever it was. Could have been more, should have been more. We created a couple of chances ourselves. And Dave, I put my phone down for a bit. I looked back at it and it said 4 0. <laughs> 4-0 to Brighton. We are a laughing stock. This is why I said months ago we should be on Comedy Central. Um Dave, we are Man Charity United. <laughs> said this before as well. Mark Cucurella, he scores his first Premier League goal and his first Brighton goal against us and he starts crying. I don't know the reasons for that. I'm not taking the the mick or anything, but no. you know, he's he's he scored his first goal. Yep, you gave Pascal, him that. We, yeah, we gave him that. Pascal Gross, he doesn't score goals. We gave him a goal. I'm sure there was who was the other guy who scored first goal? Yeah, that was it. Caicedo. It was his oh, yeah. first Premier League goal. So we are a charity club, Dave. When a when a player is in need, when a club is in need, we give it them. We, we we have no problem. So UNICEF, you know, sit back, lads, because Man United are here now. We're the biggest charity in the world. So sick to death of them, Dave. Didn't even uh, for the fourth goal, didn't your player clear it onto Trossard's chest? Yeah. So here, I'll just chest that in. Yeah, just here, have a go. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about the players anymore, Dave, because Ronaldo's laughing at them. Ronaldo yeah. stood on the halfway line with the ball ready to kick off and he's laughing, mm. he's shaking his head, his head mm. and looking at United fans and thinking, oh, I remember the good old days 13 years ago. <laughs> God, what's happened to these lot? Honestly, I can't believe some of them are footballers, Dave. And it's time for the rebuild. The new manager's going to come in. He's going to win the Eredivisie next week. He's going to come in off a, you know, off, off a high. And he's not going to take any of these losers anymore, Dave. He's not going to have it anymore. He's going to get rid of them. He's going to bring some young, hungry, you know, willing players in who want to improve their careers and the club. Um, and we're not going to be giving them high wages and messing around. It looks like we're making a few changes in the club. You know, a few scouts have gone. The, yeah. the communications director is going. There's quite a few people shuffling around. So it's looking better. But we need to support the manager, even if it doesn't go great next season. You know, we need we need to support the manager and and, and rebuild this this team, Dave. Because yep. you know Jesse Lingard, his brother's moaning on Instagram that we didn't give him a send off. So what? Roy Keane didn't get a send off. David Beckham didn't get a send off. All these star players didn't get a send off. And he's reckoning that Jesse Lingard, just because he's been there since he was nine years old, deserves a send off. Pathetic. You know, send him to a club that will deal with his attitude. He has six good games last season at West Ham. And everyone thinks he's going to be England's main player. Pathetic. Get him gone. Don't want that toxic football player at this club anymore. And the rest of them, Dave. Get him gone. That's 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 what I've got to say about him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing much more I can add, Jim. But I will add something. I mean, you said about Ten Hag, um, you know, scouring the uh, scouring Europe, scouring the world for talent, and you know, proven Premier League 
talent like Seb Haller, he'll bring him in. <laughs> Look at what he did for West Ham. Get him in. Uh, that's where that's where it's going, German. You're right. Stick with the manager, United fans. Stick with the manager because you know next season you'll be uh, going down with uh, Fulham and Bournemouth. And then the following season, you'll have a season in the Championship and then you'll come back up with Fulham and Bournemouth. Um, so two seasons' time, you'll be back in the Premier League, Gem. Hopefully stronger. And we'll we'll see how it goes from there. <sighs> uh, you know what? I'll actually enjoy it because we might actually get a win in the Championship. So. <laughs> what a shambles of a game, Gem. I, I WhatsApped you, didn't I? I said, have you seen what's going on at the Amex? Because I was watching this game and I could not believe my eyes. It was just, it was beyond amateur. It was beyond amateur. It's just like, let them score. I don't know. Talk about no, idiots, aren't they? Yeah, probably the match fixing as well. I, no, I, just, I just think it's inept. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. But uh, I believe there was another 4 0 win day somewhere else in the Premier well, League. West Ham are massive, gem everywhere we go. Mm. Um, and what's interesting about this, gem you know, two, two games ago, you had a six point lead. Uh, once you beat Brentford over us, it looked like our Europa League chances were gone. Now, Jem, it's um, it's back in our hands. Bizarrely, you've played 37 games. I don't quite know how that's worked, but you've played 37 games. You've got one game to go, which is, what is your final game? We'll talk it's... about this, preview this next time. But Yeah, there's Palace away, away, just to say. Away to Palace, yeah. very losable. <laughs> and we are, um, we've got two very winnable games, Jem. Uh Home to who is it? Man City. Who are they? Man City. Yeah. Who are they in their pajama tops? Uh, and away to Brighton. Easy, easy three points at Brighton, Gem. No, no decent team goes there and loses. So I think uh, if we can pick up three points, you're going to lose at Palace. We will preview this another time. And um, you know we're back on Gem for the Europa League qualification and Betway Cup double. So it's all to play for. Having said that, Jem, um, there is the little matter of trying to secure the Conference League place. Mm. And I, I think I am just going to talk about this very briefly, Jem, because uh, Wolves are chasing us. Wolves are chasing us. And they were um, three points behind us before Saturday's games. So we wanted Chelsea to beat them, Jem. We wanted Chelsea to beat them. Uh, Chelsea, who screwed us over, winning 1-0 with a debatable, well, a whole series of debatable decisions in that game a couple mm. of weeks ago. And so I was watching my phone, Jim, watching the scores come in. Chelsea were 2-0 up. Fine. It's all going, all going to plan. That keeps us three points ahead. Then we play Norwich, gets us six points ahead. Uh, Wolves wouldn't be able to catch us, apart from some crazy goal difference thing happening. Mm. So it's all good. we Guaranteed that Conference League place, which I've said, Jem, always said the Conference League's worth being in. Um, and um, then Wolves go 2-1 with about 10 minutes to go. And I'm like, oh, come on, Chelsea. We just put them away. No problem. Yeah. It gets to 90 minutes. And then the BBC um, service says, you know, Chelsea hanging on, but we're in the last few seconds now. Another two or three minutes goes past, Jem. And then Cody... <laughs> comes up with an equaliser, Gem. 90 plus 7. He comes up with an equaliser to give Wolves a precious point. Yep. Um, and that puts them two points be- behind us. Then we've gone and beat Norwich 4-0, so they're now five points behind us, but mathematically they can still catch us. 
And I just want to say, Gem, Chelsea, I can't stand them. What what a useless team for what they've done. I mean, how can they beat us 1-0 with a dodgy goal and dodgy circumstances of getting Dawson sent off with the Lukaku thing? And then um, go and and draw to Wolves. Go and concede a 97th-minute goal to Wolves. I mean, what is going on, Gem? They are such a weird team. Yep. It's really hard to get behind them, Jim. I just don't don't like them at all. They're an annoying team to watch. This Tuchel ball, don't really get it. It's very boring to watch. Yep. Um, I just don't see how they even... I don't really understand how they're in third place, Jim. It's it's bonkers. Terrible, terrible team. <laughs> so, that they are actually my most frustrating team. Okay. That, okay. that, they really frustrated me in that moment, Jim. I was very, very frustrated with them. Wow. So they are my most frustrating team. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, quite embarrassing for them. My, my brother was actually with me when um, when Chelsea equalised, when Wolves equalised. Yeah. Obviously, he's a Chelsea fan. Uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic to see because <laughs> he was saying, you know, you call Manchester United a charity club, look at us. Giving Trinkawa a goal, his first goal of the season, yeah. and Connor Cody a goal, who never gets a goal. So he was fuming, um, and that was fantastic to see. But yes, Chelsea, that is embarrassing because now you've put our European places in jeopardy as well. Not only West Ham, um, yeah. us, Man United, we we could be dropping out of Europe altogether. Mm. Maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing, but um, yeah, we can't be having that. Mm. Uh, one of us is going to end up in the Conference League, Dave, the Eurovision Song Contest League, if all goes to plan. <laughs> If Wolves don't have, I think Wolves play Man City, so yeah. Hopefully, City do us a favour there. But yeah, one of us, Dave, is going to end up in the Eurovision Song Contest League, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I really hope it's not us. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be one of us, Jim. <laughs> the way it's going, mm. I think wh- while we're here, Jim, should we just preview? Um, you know, one of the things we've been doing this this weekend. There's a. I know we've got our second teams to to talk about, but I wonder if we should just preview our second teams for the coming week um, just while we're here on this subject because actually we've got um, there's the FA Cup final coming up isn't it mm, yep yep there is and Liverpool are in it yep. they're trying to do the quadruple yep and uh, obviously we're supporting the other team who are well that is Chelsea Football Club Dave AKA Chesterfield. <laughs> but um Chelsea Field. Chelsea. I mean th- this means we've got to support Chelsea, Dave. Mm. Uh I mean I think they're a fantastic club. What a team. You, you know, Tuchel Ball, it's just genius, isn't it? It's the possession football. I know some say it's a bit tedious to watch, but you know, if he can do that against Liverpool, I think he can grind them down, Jim. Yep. What what a great team. I like the way they're quite um in the last few minutes, you know, they're a bit unpredictable, aren't they, Jim? I like that about them. <laughs> they are definitely unpredictable. And, uh, you know, this is a revenge game, Dave, mm. from the Carabao Cup final. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they were they were wrongly disallowed a goal by Lukaku. And Lukaku scored two against Wolves. Let's, uh, let's, let's look at the positives. Um, he's on form again, Dave. He is one of the greatest in the league. Best strikers in the league. Uh, yep. And this is where he rips Liverpool apart. 
I agree, Jem. And I heard something the other day. Uh, it's an interesting thought, Jem. If Chelsea can beat Liverpool in the FA Cup, obviously um, City have gone three points clear now in the uh, in the league mm. from results uh, on Sunday, and also obviously we'll be supporting Real in the Champions League. So Liverpool could end up as Carabao Cup winners this season, which I'm just going to put it out there, Jim. I don't think that's very far ahead of Betway Cup winners. I, I would I'd probably say the Betway Cup's bigger, Dave. <laughs> well, it's a European competition, Jim. <laughs> Beat Atalanta. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Carabao Cup, that would be a woeful season, Dave. It really would be, wouldn't it? Man, you won the Carabao Cup with Jose Mourinho. No one spoke about us. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carabao Cup, if that's all they get, I mean, we are going to feast on that if that's what happens, Dave. And on our new team that we'll be supporting, Chelsea, Gem, um, I just want to make a point that they were bought uh, this week, uh, as, mm. as listeners may have noticed, by the New York Dodgers or by the owner of the New York Dodgers. Uh, LA, LA Dodgers. Sorry, did I say New York Dodgers? Well, I'm you, going to explain. You got me why. confused then. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to explain why I said New York Dodgers, Jim, because that's in my notes. So, um, Todd, Todd Bo- Bowley, I think he pronounced his name, Todd Bowley, LA Dodgers owner. Mm. He's, he's part of the new ownership team of Chelsea. Yeah. And the reason I mentioned the New York Dodgers, Jim, is because the LA Dodgers used to be the New York Dodgers till 1957. Okay. When he then, well, not him, but then the franchise was then moved to uh, <laughs> California to, oh. to, to be in sunnier climates. Okay. And if one of the first things um, Todd Bowley will do is move <laughs> Chelsea perhaps to Cornwall. So it's quite sunny down there, isn't it? Yep. So what's this space, people? Or maybe the South Coast, maybe down Southampton or Portsmouth Way, because you get quite a lot of sun down there as well. So what's this space, people? Um, he's pledged to build the franchise around star quarterback Christian Pulisic. I don't know if you read that. And um, he's also going to develop Stanford University Field along the lines of um, a sloping field in Liverpool, Gem. So we look forward to that. And something I read, Jem, about this, and this is true. This is actually true, this bit. Um, back in 2014, the LA Dodgers had a little uh, thing where every home run that was scored, they celebrated with a bubbles machine. So what's that all about, Jem? Uh, I mean, the they've Major copied League someone's Baseball, idea. They have. They have. Major League Baseball banned it. I suspect what happened was the West Ham lawyers got onto Major League Baseball and said, can you stop that, please? No bubbles machines anywhere but the London Stadium or Upton Park, as it was back then. Um, so, yeah, they celebrate with a bubbles machine when a home run is scored. And, Jem, you've seen the LA Dodgers play, haven't you? So, I'm, I'm presuming you've seen this bubble machine in action. Well, Dave, you're right. I have seen the LA Dodgers uh, from my time in the States. And after that, I'll tell you what, Dave, I didn't get to see the bubble machine. And the reason for that is because, not because we know it was banned, that's because there was no home runs at all, Dave. <laughs> and a local said to me, wow, you've come at the wrong time. This is one of the worst games we've ever seen. It's probably the worst we've seen in 20 years. Unlucky, mate. Well, brilliant. I've come all the way out to LA and uh, I've seen the worst game in baseball history. Not one home run. I, I, they called it something, but I, I don't know what it's called. So, no, I didn't get to see the bubble machine, Dave. I did not at all. 
Well, Jem, this does not all go well because I know we're jumping around a bit, but uh, listeners may be interested to know that uh, West Ham's next game is at home to Manchester City on Sunday and Jem is coming with me to watch it. So, Jem, you are the kiss of death. <laughs> There's going to be no bubbles machine, no home runs scored <laughs> by the home team. So I guess we're going to be predicting about a 4-0 win to City at that rate. So what what was the score of the game, Jim? That you saw where no home run was scored, or was it was it zip zip? It was it was it was a. I know the away team won, right, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't because of home runs. It was very staggered half runs or whatever you call them. Okay. First base, second base. I don't know. Oh really? Okay, some sort of tie break that they use. Well, that doesn't all go well for Sunday, Jim, does it? Um... Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, Dave. We are in a bit of a conundrum because if West Ham do. Win. Uh, that puts Liverpool back in contention for the league. So, well, not only that, but it means we're oh. very likely to overtake Man United. So oh no! Get your city scarf, Jem. At the uh, actually on the way in, Jem, they sell half and half scarves, so you can hedge your bets. I might I have mean, to get one. Who wears half and half scarves? But apparently they sell. So, Jem, yeah. you can get yeah. your half and half scarf and hedge your bets. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, maybe you should get a half Man United and half Man City scarf to take to this game because <laughs> you're going to be supporting both teams. I actually saw a picture. Someone, I think it was a Liverpool fan, had put. Uh, I think it was on the comments that everyone supports Liverpool from Pep Guardiola, and there was a picture of Man United and Man City players lifting the Premier League title together, and that made me <laughs> laugh quite a bit because that is exactly what. Uh, what's what, happening? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. So, Jem, look, I know we normally I normally make arrangements with Charlie or Josie to uh, to meet at the game, but yes. uh, if we can meet at Stratford, at what sort of time do you think you can get there? I can get there at midday. Midday? Oh, great! Yeah, midday. So yeah. It was time for a pre-match meal in okay, in Stratford Shopping Centre, Jem. Uh, what what a what a place to have a meal! Uh, fantastic, Jem. Huge choice of food. So, uh, the world is your oyster, Jem, and then go along to see some quality football and watch West Ham play as well. I mean, I just want to say it's an absolute honour to uh, to have been asked and to follow in the footsteps of Charlie and Josie <laughs> and having a meal before the game, Dave. So I'm, I'm really going to get to feel what it's like to be a West Ham fan. Well, I don't even think you're going to be a West Ham fan on Sunday, really. But um, You're going to have the full West Ham experience, Jim. Exactly. That, I'm looking forward to it. It should be yeah. good. So that's that game out of the way. Um, I know we're sort of dancing around this, Gem. Mm. Um, maybe we should go to our um, second teams uh, from last weekend. Yes, let's do that, Dave. Um... What a strange game this was. <laughs> so for any <laughs> listeners listening, uh, as you, if you've got this far in the podcast, you will know that um, if you've listened to the 50 episodes, you will know that Gem always supports the team that's playing Liverpool. I always support the team that's playing Spurs. And this week it was Liverpool v Spurs. Now, we're not particularly fond of each other's nemesis teams either. So this made this a particularly tricky one. Mm. Did you watch it, Jem? I watched it. I did watch it, yes. And what range of emotions did you go through? Uh, I don't think I've celebrated as hard all season as when Son <laughs> scored Tottenham. <laughs> I think that was the happiest I've been all season. I'm not. I'm not even. Not even joking. I think that was probably the only goal, where, apart from Ronaldo's first goal when he came back to United. Um, Son 
I was screaming, oh, son! I was absolutely buzzing, Dave. Absolutely buzzing. Uh, I bet you were... I don't know. I, I think at one point in the game, for the listeners, I think at one point in the game, yeah, Dave changed his allegiance and became a Spurs fan. Uh, he says he really didn't like Liverpool and he thinks he wants Spurs to win. And I couldn't believe what I'd heard. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because people that know you, Dave, are probably thinking, what on earth have you said? It but... was it was an incredible range of emotions, Jim, because <laughs> there was a point where I got to where I thought, hang on a minute, I actually think, I'm feeling like I want Spurs to win this. And I mean, that is... That is heresy, Jim. That's, yeah. No West Ham fan would say that. But that's how I was feeling, Jim. And when that goal went in, I don't think I celebrated quite as hard as you did, but there was a little little um, bit of joy in my heart, Jim. <laughs> and then, of course, I was very, I was then sitting there going, what is happening to me? What's, what am I doing? And my head was feeling like it was going to explode, Jim, because I was having these thoughts, these unnatural thoughts. But then, of course, Liverpool equalised, didn't they? Mm. And suddenly, Jem, it was like, yes, this is what we want. <laughs> Neither team gets what they want. Spurs don't get their three points for their Champions League bid. Liverpool don't get their three points for their Premier League bid. And order was restored in my mind, Jem. Order was restored. And <laughs> it finished 1-1. I was happy. Very happy. Um, yeah, I mean, as the big Spurs fan of the day, I really wanted them to win. Um, but I'll take the point. Uh, I think it was an Antonio Conte masterclass. Uh, so I'm so happy. And and you know, it should have been. What was Hoiberg doing at the end? It should have been. It should have won. Yeah. He just gave yeah. the ball away. You know, was, take the shot, take the header yourself. Take the header, yeah. He tried to he tried to head it across goal, didn't he, to his <sighs> mate? And um, he should have just headed it. It was yeah. To Sir Harry Kane, probably begging for the ball. He was. So. Now, well, Klopp took it well, though, Jim. Well, actually, this takes me on to my most registrating person, Dave, because it is Mr. Jürgen himself um, in his stupid cap. And, you know, after the game, he's moaning, isn't he? I don't like this football and all this. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's from Russia, actually. Um, Jürgen Klopp now. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. But <laughs> uh, he, he is just... He, honestly... You know when someone's so bitter and when it's someone you don't like being so bitter, it just like gives you this anger. And, you know, I don't like this type of football, but that's my opinion. That's the way I see it. And mm. um, this is why they're fifth. So, you know, that's a bit touchy there. <laughs> there's, actually, there's actually been a rule change to the Premier League next season, Dave. Um, so next year, every football club is going to have to contact Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool and tell them, present to them the way to play this game. Uh, and if they're not allowed to play this way, if, if Jürgen doesn't accept it, then they have to roll over and give Liverpool the win. So that's that's the way it's going to go from now on, Dave. Um, you've got to present your game plan to Jürgen before the games. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that, that's that's the way he wants it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, he's, he's my most frustrating person. It's just the way that he moans about everything. He's not bitter, Jim. He just doesn't like the way a team plays when it <laughs> stops him winning. It's weird. So, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, wasn't it? 
So, Jen, I think we, we were, you know, we can live with that. We can live with the one all. We can all live with that. Um, it sort of helps us out in all directions. And, Jem, while we're here on match day 30, looking back at match day 35 or game week 35, I just want to talk about um, our good friends Burnley, mm. if that's okay. Uh, this revival under Mike Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yep. Uh, came to a screeching halt, Jem. They were playing Villa uh, at home. Villa in poor form themselves. But Burnley lost 3-1, Jem. Um, now, a couple of things to say about this, Jem. Our good friend, after I think he was uh, dropped last week, maybe, our good friend Maxwell Cornet, mm. Cornet, but we pronounce it Cornet, he came, and, he came back into the team and he scored Burnley's goal, I believe, to make yep. it three-one, three-three-one yep. uh, to Villa. So he got the consolation goal, and I think that just proves um, that he's a tough cookie dough. That's what corner. And Jim, I'm just going to say as well around Maxwell Cornet. It, it, it's you know they've obviously got a tough run in now, haven't they? They've got a tough run in. Um, and for Cornet and Burnley, it's going to be a rocky road to the end of the season. Uh. <laughs> but talking about Michael Jackson, Jem, you know, yep. <laughs> I guess we can say um, he didn't get the victory today, but maybe tomorrow. Actually, it's uh, the weekend, but that joke doesn't work if I say maybe. No, tomorrow. no, I, I like it, Dave. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, have I got well, any more, Jim? Well, well, the thing is, Dave, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone um, with 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 Mike Jackson and Burnley. <laughs> you know, he's he's making them play simple football again. You know, just like when we're in school and we, you know, write our ABC. Um, <laughs> it's, it's simple. It's going back to basics, Dave. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jim. Burnley's anthem. I looked this up. They're Burnley's anthem. You know, like West Ham, it's "I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles." Mm, yeah, yeah. Burnley's anthem. Is Dare to Dream. Um, and Dare to Dream, Jem, is a down-to-earth song. <laughs> They're a down-to-earth team, and it's a down-to-earth song for a down-to-earth team, isn't it? It's a down-to-earth song. Oh. <laughs> I told you I'd get that in last week, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, you did. I'd get that in. I you did well, well. doing it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's probably all I've got, Burnley. All I can say about Burnley is that I want, I want you to stay up, Burnley, because you rock my world. So please stay up if you can. Yeah. Um, put Everton down. And by the way, we are putting a lawsuit in against Sky Sports for taking our ideas. So, yeah. uh, you know, this was here first. You know, okay, so stay away. This. Stop taking we, our jokes. We started this and yeah. Sky Sports jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. And we actually say the jokes, Dave. We don't, you know, bail out like Sky Sports news. So <laughs> we actually go through with it. Right. We ought to probably preview our next games. I just uh, want to mention, sorry, Jim, I'm just going to mention something, a fact I didn't mention for the Norwich game. You know, they've been been very proud to have, you know, that they are record promoted. Six promotions they've had, Jim. Six promotions to the Premier League. Wow, that is impressive. They've now hold another record, Jim. Six relegations from the Premier League. <laughs> That's also impressive. <laughs> Just a little stat for the for the listeners. Wow. There is grace. Yeah, they really are. 
on to our previews. Well, you mentioned Villa against Burnley. Mm. Villa got the win. Uh, tomorrow night, it is Aston Villa hosting Liverpool mm. at Villa Park. Uh, and we know what's going to happen, don't we, Dave? We know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's written. Uh, Steven Gerrard, Philip Coutinho, they're going to roll over Jurgen Klopp mm. and allow Liverpool to get the win. Um I mean, I, I can't see any headlines where Gerard's, it, where, you know, Gerard stops Liverpool from getting a Premier League title. I, I can't, I can't see it. I can only see him allowing, saying to his players, you know, this is my old club. Um, I'm trying to be the succeeder of Klopp. Yep. So don't you dare ruin that for me. Yep. Uh, and getting me on the wrong side of the fans. So we're going to let Liverpool win. Mm-hmm. We're going to give them what they want. But we're also going to play some nice football to make me look pretty good as well. But if you get an opportunity to put the ball in the back of that, put it in Rosette. Okay? <laughs> Kick it at a ball, boy. In David Moyes fashion. <laughs> Everything we can, but we don't win. Okay? So, I'll be a Villa fan, Dave. I'll be supporting... I don't know. I'll, I'll be as... Uh, you know what? I even think Villa fans are partly Liverpool fans as well now because they've got Gerrard. So, I'll be supporting them, but I'll know that I have no... Uh, no hope that they're going to get a result, Dave, at all. <laughs> I think you're probably right, Jim. Uh, as for me, I'm going to be... Oh, God. It's Spurs, it's Spurs Arsenal on Thursday. Uh, so I've now got to support Arteta. And that, no, 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 no. And that bunch of... Well, I can't even say it, Jim. I, I, I was going to launch into what a great manager Arteta is, Jim. Can't do it, Jim. He's a supply teacher. What a great supply teacher Arteta is. He's one of the best, Jim. He's one of the best supply teachers around. And you've got to love the way Arsenal time wastes, Jim. You've got to love it. Ramsdale, he's you know a really honest player, isn't he? The way he comes out and nearly uh, breaks a player's leg, but then gets a, gets a foul his way. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got to support Arsenal, Jim, because they're playing Spurs. So I'm going to be a gooner for Thursday night. And uh, thoroughly not looking forward to that at all. No. Um, I mean, well, you know, speaking of Arsenal, Dave, mm. there was a Leeds-Arsenal game. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say, match fixing again. Elon Melier, the Leeds goalkeeper, um, I mean, what was he doing for that first goal for Arsenal's third goal? How much has he been paid? Um he made a right mess, Lier, of that. So, awful, Dave. Absolutely awful. Yep, it was it was shocking. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I, I, you know what, Dave? I don't know if you saw this, but there was actually a playoff game the other day. Championship playoff game. Or was it the final game of the season? I can't remember now. I think, I think it was final game of the season. Final game of the season, yeah. To get Luton a playoff spot, but... I don't know if you saw the goal, Dave. It's similar sort of fashion. Did you did you see the Luton player? I did see the Luton player. He hid behind the keeper, didn't he? He hid behind the keeper after a Luton attack. Yep. Keeper didn't see him. Didn't do the looking around thing that he's supposed to do. Yep. Put the ball on the floor, and this player, Harry Cornick, he cornicked the ball off the keeper, didn't he? <laughs> and rolled it into the empty net to win the game, and and secure. Luton a playoff spot. So 
a beautiful bit of nicking the ball off the keeper by Harry Cornick. Yeah, brilliant. I, I think, see if I can carry this joke on, Dave. You know, yeah. uh, Eddie and Ketier the ball off Meslier. <laughs> does that not work as well? No, I don't think it does, does it? So <laughs> I gave it a go. <laughs> you did. <laughs> we'll keep working on it, Jen. Uh, so after that, after I'm supporting Arsenal, after I get through that, I'm then actually, I've got a good weekend. I'm supporting Burnley. Spurs are playing Burnley. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to be a claret, Jem. I'm going to be a claret. Uh, and Burnley, you know, I just want to say to you, I'll be there for you, Burnley, because all I do is think of you. Um, and Burnley, you know, if we can beat Spurs, if we can beat Spurs and also put Everton down, we are the world, aren't we? We are the world. I think that game will be a thriller day, to be honest. So <laughs> looking forward to that. They'll all say, remember the time where we beat Spurs. <laughs> beat it. Please Just beat it. Beat it out of here. If Spurs win this, though, Jem, I'm telling you, there's going to be blood on the dance floor. There really is. <laughs> Listeners, you might have to Google obscure Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 song titles to, for this any of this to make sense. Yep. Yep. That's what like I had to do. Like we've done. <laughs> <laughs> so all we're doing is amusing ourselves, aren't we here? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And if you're going to complain, I'd just say, leave me alone. <laughs> Again, if you don't know that song, go and Google it. <laughs> have we have we covered everything, Dave? We've covered everything and more, Jim. Well, there's no change there then. <laughs> Give people their money's worth. Right, that's it. That is we week, are game week thirty six done. Yeah, we are closing in on the end of the se- end of the season. We are. So, um, yeah. We're, we're we're getting there. You people are getting are, there, listeners. People are asking us, will there be another? Um, will there be another season of this? Uh, some people saying, please God, no. <laughs> Others just not interested at all. Yeah, um, waste more time. They're saying, waste more time of your of your week. Surely you've got better things to do. They're saying. <laughs> uh, is there another season, Jem? We don't know. No, no one knows. We don't know. But but contract talks will open, Jem, won't they? Yep. Even at the end of the season, we will open contract talks to see whether we will bring you another season of this see what the demand's like Jim. if people are saying look it's actually quite irritating now and boring <laughs> i think we'll pretty much definitely carry on won't we 100 percent, 100 percent. and instead of changing the ideas up and you know playing around with with some of the themes and features we'll keep it exactly the same just to annoy them even more yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> So we aren't very inventive, are we? Okay, so that's it. Uh, That's the end of this podcast. Goodbye. Yep. See you next time.